Welcome to our podcast, Asked and Answered. I'm your host, Joy Kita, and with me in the studio are Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome, guys. Uh, thank you for being here. Now, my question today, uh, I know that Empower focuses heavily on providing the Word of God scriptures around the world to the spiritual hotspots, to where it is needed most. So I want to ask you, Karis, are they still vitally important? The quick answer is yes. <laughs> um, our top request from around the world Every country we work in is always Scripture, Bibles, New Testaments. Um, they are always the number one request to uh, share the gospel with the mass numbers of people turning to the Lord. And I think the reason behind that, Joy, is because um, you, you've got a hunger and they want an authoritative answer to their many, many, many questions. Because they've had other holy books in these countries. Mm. In Hinduism, there's the scripts and the various writings, etc., like that. Buddhism's got its uh, um, not Bible. It's got its its books as well, which right. are holy books. Then you've got Islam, the Quran, and you've got various other authoritative writings. And those are the ones that they've been depending upon. They've been putting their faith in those. Now all of a sudden they hear about another. Um, Bible, shall we say, another authoritative book. And that is what we're talking about now is what they're after. Answer the questions that we've got and make them answer all the questions. And that's what the Bible does. It answers all the questions of all people for all time on Mm -hmm. all subjects. And that's why it's the all-inclusive book that does not have errors in it, doesn't have contradictions, it's not an opinion, This is an inspired book, and the people recognize this. That's why they're coming and wanting to have that book, the Bible, because it it, it helps them to explain what's going on in their lives. Um, One time I was with a brother in Ethiopia, and I call him uh, um, George Foreman, and I've (laughs) talked about him before. And George Foreman uh, just looks like the boxer George Foreman. (laughs) He's a wonderful man of God, and we have a great relationship and he wanted to have a million Bibles in Ethiopia for all the new believers there, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, a million? And I said, well, he says, well, I brought that number down. I was really going to ask for three million, <laughs> but I'll bring it down to one million for you because you're a rookie run. And I th- we were laughing backwards and forwards and everything like that. And, and I said, so what do they do with it? And he said basically this. He says, they are looking for this book so that they can feed the incredible amount of hunger that they've got in there for truth. And he says, they realize they've only had partial up to now. But he says, once they get a hold of the Bible, it explains what God is doing in their lives and the changes that have been made. And he says, it's more of a diagnosis book, like a a doctor looking at you and telling you what's wrong. Well, the Bible looks inside you and tells you what's right. And he says, that's the big difference that you've got between this and the other religions and why everybody wants to get their hands on one. Every family wants one so that they not just put it up on the wall and think, this is our holy book, you know, revere this book, it's got some magic in it. Mm -hmm. It's not that. It's the fact that they want to know what the words say. In China, they were told, I was told years and years ago by a leader there that had been in prison for 22 years and uh, Pastor Lam in Guangzhou and I've, stole, I've stolen over the years his words, and I repeat them, but I'll confess I got them from him right now. 
he says, we are changing ink and paper into flesh and blood. Mm. And I thought, boy, that's perfect. I'm going to use that one. And that is what it is. They are taking ink and paper, mm. putting that ink and paper into their lives. It goes through their bloodstream. And it is actually what they memorize in China so much because they want to make sure that they are repeating to everyone around, not their words, but God's words, explaining through God's own words what the answer to life is all about. That's why they want it. Going back to Ethiopia for a second, there's that story of the man that you saw, and he was desperate for a Bible for his family. That's right. What happened was, um, this was 430, I think it was, was the number. I'd have to check my notes. It was, it was over 400 new believers. And they only had one Bible and two New Testaments. You threw this one at me, Kara. I, I, didn't, get, I didn't get a chance to, to, to look at my notes as to the exact numbers, but it was just like that. It was three. I know it was three. So, therefore, they only had one Bible and two New Testaments for the entire congregation. Well, we were able to take in New Testaments for them, and they were being distributed. And so, truck pulls up, uh, happened to all to be there. They were going to distribute them at church time. So, they get up there, and they only had 100. And so, they were handing them out, and... All of a sudden, there was a crush of people up to the front of the church where they were handing them out. People were going to get hurt. And um, as I referred to it, it was a a, a Christian riot. And uh, they were all pushing forward and everything like that. And the pastor gets up there and all the leaders and said, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down. We'll get more. We'll get more. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. And uh, so everybody backed off a little bit. And uh, we'll make sure every family gets one, at least one, and, and for their family. Okay. One man kept pushing, and the pastor told me he was push at the back of the church, and he was pushing his way. He was an older gentleman, uh, grandfather, and he was pushing all the way, pushing people out of the way, and they finally had to hold him back and literally wrestle him to the ground, and they held him there, and the pastor went up to him and said, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? And he says, I've got to get a copy of that book for my family. He says, generations have died in our family without knowing the truth. And we know that they are not in heaven with God, but they're in hell. We know that. And he says, I will give everything. I will give my life. I will do whatever it takes to get a copy of God's word for my children, my grandchildren, all my relatives. He says, I will do it or I will die. And the pastor wow. says, don't worry, we, we will get you a copy of God's Word. Well, you can multiply that story over mm-hmm. in all my travels around the world, over and over and over again. This is the passionate hunger for Bibles. And people don't understand this here, Joy. They just don't capture it because we've been spoiled mm-hmm. with the fact that we can go and purchase and buy and have various translations. Well, I know I have several Bibles in my house, and I'm not sure I've ever been that desperate in my life to read the Word of God, sadly. That's part of the reason, is the fact that we've grown up with it. Mm -hmm. We have ample supply. But go to a country where they've been in darkness, as this man said, for generations, forever. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the light comes. If you lived in darkness and all of a sudden somebody brought a candle into you, for the first time you saw light. And don't you think you'd want to take a copy of that home or a piece Mm -hmm. of that home, that candle home for your children to see this is light. 
Well, what they're saying is this is truth. Um, I'm going to ask you a numbers question, which I know puts you on the spot a little bit, but you mentioned um, years ago he asked for a million copies of the Bible, and that's a very large number. But to put it into perspective, Ethiopia's population is always rapidly growing. I think mm-hmm. they're at 130 million or more. I, is it that much? I think I think it was 110 when I checked. But No, grow, it's definitely. Is it 130 Yeah, I now? actually. Oh, my goodness. I'm actually the authority <laughs> I'm not, on that I'm number not, right now. <laughs> I'm not going to conflict with that. They're, they're growing so fast. They are growing very fast. Yeah. And so how many believers are there? Oh, I, it's, it's hard to say. Um, we're, we've, let, let me put it in another mm-hmm. way. Millions and millions and millions of people everywhere, every year in Ethiopia mm-hmm. are coming to the Lord. So that one million request was not... Oh, okay. no, 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 no. That's, that's a drop in the bucket, you might say. Uh, maybe a cup in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, because right. it's, it, it is a lot of people now that need the Word of God in that country. And so this year... Um, we are doing, I won't give exact, but we're doing hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of copies just for that country alone. Well, let's go to China. China right now, I remember one leader there, um, he said to us when we asked how many Bibles they need right now, because they're growing probably by, by a million, mm-hmm. probably a million per month of new believers in China. And he was saying, we right now, Beyond a shadow of a doubt, they had a big meeting of, of a bunch of church leaders, of house church leadership, and they're saying, we need 40 million right now. 40 million. 40 million Bibles right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just to meet the need of the new Christians, those mm-hmm. who've come to the Lord over the years have never had one, those who have portions of the Word of God, pages of the Word of God. Um, that, that's the sort of numbers we're dealing with. That's not a stockpile. That's just oh, to no. right. meet oh. the batlo- backlog of oh. needs. That's immediate Mm-hmm. handing out of every single one. And we've got so many stories about this right. that people think, oh, well, you must be exaggerating. There must be enough there. No, there's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you can say, well, you can say, well, why don't they just go out and print them? Well, in some countries, they don't print them because it's illegal to. Mm-hmm. Like in China right now, you can't print Bibles internally. Um, so we... Officially, you can't print Bibles. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, unofficially, uh, we find ways of printing Bibles within right. China, and that's why we're doing it the way we do it. But there are other countries in the world where they just don't have the supply, and many places, people don't understand this, they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and also, if you want to go to the Bible store in some countries, it's 450 miles away, mm-hmm. right. and you've got a horse. You've got two legs. You've got... Um, a, a mule. Well, it's a pretty long trek to get there. And you can barely make ends meet as it is. Exactly. So right. to have the money, to have the time to go do that, exactly. it just doesn't work. And, and what's, so, what's so wrong with pulling up in a truck to a church with Bibles that are printed somewhere and brought into them as a gift and given away to the family and the family as Kara says, can't afford it, but we can afford it. Right. And it, it's not that much money. Like our most expensive Bible right now, I think is like $3 mm-hmm. in some countries. And, um, you know, New Testaments are like 75 cents. And so you present that to them. What, what, they're not going to become dependent upon us. That's mm-hmm. a gift. Mm-hmm. And, well, my thought is this. I do not want to go before the Lord one day and stand there and said, we had the ability to give your word out 
to people all around the world. But we didn't want to spoil them. Um, some people say, well, they'll honor and cherish it more if they uh, earn it with their own money. What a Western thought. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not true. People around the world do not honor something because they paid for it. Sometimes relationship, and most of the time relationship means more than anything else. And I'm not going to stand before the Lord and say, well, we didn't want to spoil the people, so mm -hmm. we didn't give them Bibles. Uh, we made them buy them. Mm -hmm. oh, so uh, What a day that will be of embarrassment mm -hmm. uh, that, that we did not provide God's Word to spiritually hungry people. And back to George Foreman for a second. I remember sitting there with him when uh, he said he needed a million Bibles, and the seriousness, the joking back and forth all of a sudden turned to seriousness, and he said, people are going to hell without them. And that's where the urgency comes from. Remember, Kara, we were sitting in that room, yep. that office, mm -hmm. on those couches, yeah. having popcorn, <laughs> yeah. I think it was. It was popcorn. Popcorn. And um, I think he shook me twice yep. as, as we were left. And he shook me by the shoulders and shook me once, and he says, they're dying. They're mm -hmm. dying without Jesus. Yeah. And he shook me twice. You sort of, after a wrestler or a boxer <laughs> shakes you twice, you sort of get the drift that this is an important moment. Yeah, in my life and his. Yeah, exactly. So. I feel like um, oftentimes the request for Bibles can fall not necessarily on deaf ears, but numb ears, and that the people listening today and all of our donors to Empower, that this message of urgency that Bibles are desperately needed is so important to hear and to not um, to not take it lightly, to just truly understand that when Empower puts out a request that we need to send Bibles to these countries, that people are dying without them. And that's, that's right. very urgent. That's mm -hmm. right. Well, thank you for answering that question. You guys did it very well. Thanks for listening. <laughs>